Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome to Ayers on the Road. Spring has finally sprung where we are. I don't know where you are, but it is really gorgeous. Boy, we got a late spring, didn't we? We we were here in Park City, and when we left, it was snowing, and that was like a week ago. And when we got back, there were piles was, of snow everywhere, all around. <laughs> all so around happy the house. spring wherever you are, unless you're in the southern hemisphere enjoying autumn. Right. We're into June here, so we are ready to be done with snow. And we're ready to be done with travel for a while. We're back from Costa Rica and from Laguna and from the other things we've been doing, and we're back home and just ready for the summer. Well, we're never ready for the summer. We're trying to get ready for the summer. We're trying to get ready for some reunions, and uh, gosh, life is great. We're we're on the real road now, back and forth to Bear Lake, which is where we gather our our tribe, as they say. And I got I got thinking today, Linda. You know, I worry that some listeners' tires on the road. They're like, "Oh, Richard and Linda's life is just so pleasant. All they do is have fun and hang out with their kids." And I just wanted to remind you that. On this podcast, we only talk about the pleasant things. We don't really talk about all the other things. you got to remember that because there's always some crisis going on. For example. As, ex- as an example. And it's all, it really leads right into what we want to yes, talk about. Yes, it does. Today. Yes. Uh, we just got a message from our daughter, Charity, who is married to our son-in-law, Ian, who has four little kids. Eldest is five. Five, three, and maybe 18 month old twins who have taken off for Europe. Now, this is a family that lived in London for six years and traveled all over Europe. So, Europe is their playground. Their playground. And um, they just took off thinking everything's going to be so fun. Well, you know, with some caveats, <laughs> with that many kids, it's not so fun. They, Charity had some issues uh, thinking about it. But anyway, um, <laughs> They called yesterday to say that Ian was violently ill and he is there's searching for a hospital high fever, throwing up uh, and feeling paralysis in his limbs. My goodness. We, oh my we started goodness. trying to call our doctors and see if they could reach him. And I mean, we don't even mean to bore you with the details. It looks like it was just bad food poisoning. We've been awake all night worrying about it, and we finally got that word today. But Which just, is a lot better than kidney stones or appendicitis, which were the other options. So, so the, the point is we could start a new podcast, and it could be called Current Worries of the Irish. <laughs> and we'd have so much to talk about we every would. week. We would, absolutely. So, But it looks like they are... Uh, Supposed to be back on the road to their next Airbnb in six hours and um, all that stuff. But anyway, we really um, want you to know that we have our share of junk. But as scripture says, if it were not for the opposition, we could not appreciate all the good stuff. Well, that's not an exact quote, (laughs) (laughs) but you get the point that we're making. So, So, you know, when you join us each week on Ours on the Road, don't think... I mean, don't fall into the trap that a lot of people fall into, especially in the in, in our church. I think this is true of 
of seeing just the tip of the iceberg, just the happy parts of someone else's life, just the good parts and sort of envying them and saying, gee, my life's so dark compared to theirs. I've got so many issues, so many problems. Well, if you knew the other family's life, they, they might be thinking the same thing about you. They might, you know, we just have to understand yeah. that we shouldn't feel as much guilt as we often do. We shouldn't blame ourselves for so many things. And we should learn this incredible lesson that we're going to be talking about today. Not that we've learned it. It's just something we're trying to learn. And that is to try to focus on the things that are going well a little more and try not to focus quite so much on the things that aren't going well. Although it, the squeaky wheel always gets the grease and we're always most aware in our minds and in our worries about the things that aren't going well. And, and I guess that's a good thing in a way because that causes us to try to do something about them. But we just have to try to learn. I mean, I often say to myself, look, I, I mean, I'll give you an example. I playing in this national tennis tournament last week. I tweaked my my back in, in a new way. I never felt pain in that part of my back. And I, I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac anyway. And I started thinking, oh, boy, I've heard of so many people that have chronic back problems. <laughs> Maybe this is the beginning of mine. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you <laughs> admit that. You really are so... <clears throat> hypochondriac-ish. And so um, that is true, but we do. We're, we are getting older, honey. Well, but but here's my point, just to finish out that story okay. real fast. So I so I worried about it for two or three days and it didn't go away. And I thought, man, maybe it's going to be chronic. And about the fourth or fifth day, I, I woke up and it was gone. And 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 here's the here's the point. I'm just like, oh, good, it's gone. And I didn't ever think again about it. Uh, now, if it had continued, I'd have been worried about Think it about and it, thinking yeah. about it and trying to figure out what to do and troubled. The fa and, and wouldn't it be great if we could have the same level of passion or the same level of happiness or appreciation about something that isn't a problem or that's going well as we have angst and worry and all sorts of concerns and and uh, even, you know, woe is me kind of thoughts about things that aren't going well. Wouldn't it be great if we could just, you know, shift our minds and focus on the good things, even though we know we've all got these tough things going on? And now that's where you were going, I think, honey, that, you know, as we, the older we get, when we wake up in the morning, we tend to focus on what aches or what hurts yeah. what hurts today <laughs> is a real but it really is so interesting that we are so blessed to be doing as well as we are as well as you are uh, there's things there are things that happen to even young people who run marathons oh, yeah. i oh, mean you yeah. know everybody has worries about their health and things that are really important to your well-being and generally that's probably the most important thing well, and apply it to everything else, too. I mean, maybe your worries today are about a grandchild or about a child or about something in your marriage or about, you know, some concern you have financially. There's a, no end of potential things to worry about. But on all those levels, again, wouldn't it be a gift if we could say, but let me focus on the things that are that are going well in that area, you know? And, but we don't. Our mental tendency is to go right to the, to the worry, and that's why we call it worry. That's the thing that gets to us and bothers us. And um, 
But, you know, getting up in the morning is a perfect example. Every single morning we wake up and I look at Linda and I say, well, what hurts on you today? <laughs> and we tell each other, oh, I had a Charlie horse in the night or, oh, my shoulder's still bothering me. I just I didn't go to my sleep. My food didn't settle very well <laughs> last night. I don't know if I can eat today. Or, oh, you know, gosh. there's always something. Wouldn't it be interesting if, we, I mean, any one of you right now could take a piece of paper Let's just focus on that physical one because that's the, the easiest to understand, but you could apply it to any kind of worry. You could take your pen and you could write down a hundred things about your body that are doing just fine right now. I mean, your, <laughs> right. your thumbs are both working, right? And, and you can smell, you, you know, your smell is working. My and, finger, but still. <laughs> <laughs> and we could list a hundred things and, and, and say, well, it's, the count's pretty good. I've only got three that are giving me pain right now. And I got a hundred that aren't, I mean, that'd be a gift. And some people have that gift and we're, we're trying to have it more. And we uh, admire those of you with young bodies that are just up and at it and don't even <laughs> think about it until something happens. Well, and that's so another thing. Happens. Appreciate yeah. it while you can. Right? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> the things that are going well, and it gets back to a theme we've had many times on Ours on the Road, taking things for granted is re it's, it's, a, it's really a problem. I mean, it's really a it's a character flaw, but it's a character flaw that almost everyone has. Yeah. We take the good things for granted and we fret ourselves to death about the things that aren't going well. And let's try to stop taking things for granted. And part of doing that involves what we do every week, every month, the first week of the month. And that is talk about gratitude and about our gratitude journals. I hope many of you have long kept a gratitude journal. I hope other listeners have decided this year, because we're doing this once a month, to keep a gratitude journal of some kind. And as you know, we try to shift it up and change it up and have a different kind of gratitude to focus on each month. Right, honey? Right. <clears throat> and last month, let's just review a bit. We had an interesting month. It was a month to talk about oh, several things, but but write about the happiest thing in the day and the saddest thing in the day. And I, that was so good for me because I could always think of a happy thing, but sometimes it was kind of hard. But this is actually it. Uh, contrary to what we contrary just said. Contrary to what we just said. No, but <laughs> but you are good at that because you're very optimistic. Well, on the day-to-day, -day, you know, something always happens that's um, crazy, but not really necessarily sad, but really crazy. And to think that I'm sad about something. Now, I know that so many of you have family members or maybe yourself are dealing with some depression, some anxiety. There's just everywhere. And that's a hard thing to hear because... There are so many things to be concerned about and worried about where we are in this point of history at this time. But I do think that it's important to think about it and write about it just for a minute and, and, and realize how blessed you are. Again, not take for granted the things that are really good. So we hope you had a good month on the gratitude front last month where you and we were writing each day one happy thing and one sad thing that happened to us that day. And, that, and the purpose of that is to try to get a balance and realize there's always some of each. Um, don't beat yourself up if you didn't do it every day. I missed some days this last month. It's been a busy month. But now it's June and we're going to shift gears. And June, we're going to 
focus on gratitude for health and vitality. And even if you're not healthy right now, even if you're sick right now, even if there's problems physically that you're very, very worried about, join us in focusing on the things that are going well within your physical body, within yourself. And we want to read, we want to read you just a little poetry about this. And this will introduce it. And then we're going to take a break. And then after the break, we're going to really deep dive into this challenge of being thankful for one physical aspect, one health aspect every single day and focusing on that positive thing. Before I start reading, I do have to say, I'm so grateful to be married to a poet. And I need to remember that. I need to remember how grateful I am for that because <laughs> poets are kind of off in la la land a lot of the time. But I do. I am so grateful. This is that beautiful. A little poetry. backhand slap there. Compliment. <laughs> no, okay. no, this is beautiful. <clears throat> Gratitude is no passive layback. It's a proactive grasp. Wherever you are, spin your head and count the blessings: the beach, the light, the game the vitality, popular phrase, reinventing ourselves. It might mean looking more deeply for our gifts and for our destinies, but perhaps the best thing we can reinvent ourselves into is an always grateful person, which may prove to be the very fountain of vitality. So get that connection before we take a, a little break. Think about that. Is there a connection between vitality and gratitude. It seems to me that there really is. The more grateful, this gratitude we've talked about so often every first Sunday this year, it is a gift from God, but it is also a skill that can be developed. And if we work on it, if we become by the force of our, of our effort, if we deliberately become more grateful people, it has a lot of outreaches and benefits. And one of them, I'm convinced, Linda, grateful people have more vitality. And vitality yeah. is another way of saying health. And that doesn't mean you don't have problems. It doesn't mean that you're never sick or that you don't have injuries or other problems. But there is a vitality that and kind of a glow that comes from intense, purposeful, deliberate gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Before we do this break, I do have to say that we have a dear friend we've talked about before, 85 years old, with uh, horribly disability, disabilities on a walker, and looking up at me as, at church and saying, Linda, you only have a chance once to grow old in life. I'm going to do the best I can to enjoy it. And I think that's what we've yeah, been talking he, he about. He tells that once in eternity, you get to grow old, and we, we better appreciate it. All right, let's take a break. and. Get your minds ready. We're going to come back and talk about vitality and about a kind of gratitude that we're going to challenge you to apply every day this month. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. We ended talking about vitality, and vitality is beautiful word uh kind of sounds almost an onomatopoeia break it, it down vital ability yeah. you know it really is an amazing word and sometimes we don't always feel that 
that way, but it really is good to think about vitality. It's an action. I, by the way, I do love onomatopoeias, words that sort of sound like what they mean, and vitality is kind of one. We we were while we were in Costa Rica, we kept coming to these signs that said cataraca. No, cataratica. Catarata. Oh boy, I'm I'm butchering it. But it's <laughs> it's the word for a waterfall and it and if you say it properly in Spanish, it sounds like a waterfall. So that's a pretty good <laughs> onomatopoeia. Anyway, let's let's delve into this idea of vitality. And then we're going to get to a point at the end of the show where we're going to make a challenge to you in your gratitude journals to find a physical blessing to be thankful for each day. So here we go. Vitality is health. It is also purpose and meaning. It is also thanksgiving. For gratitude breeds vision and vigor and well-being, which energizes and balances, inoculating us against the dark ills of depression and despair. I really think that's true. Yeah, Gratitude that's true. is like yeah. an inoculation that it doesn't stop you from having problems, or, or but, but it mitigates some of the despair that you might otherwise feel without this gratitude. Gratitude is a positive emotion that strengthens its vessel, a self-fulfilling prophecy that seems to return more of whatever we give thanks for. Think about that. I mean, I don't know how you'd explain that mathematically or, or practically, but it seems like the more grateful you are for something, the more of that thing you have. Now, I guess it's just because you're more aware of it. So you feel like you have more, but maybe it's more than that. It seems like when you're really grateful for something, it sort of multiplies. You sort of have more of it. Right, exactly. Um, there is no abundance in gratitude. Abundance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is an abundance in gratitude, a billowing fullness that warms and lifts us and causes our bodies to respond with vigor, jumping high through the world. Besides fuel and rest, body well-being requires two things, the exercise that tones the muscles and mind and the relaxation that calms them. I love to think about that. Besides fuel and rest, I mean, we all know that our bodies require fuel and they require rest, but bodily well-being sort of takes this two, this balance of two things. The exercise that sort of tenses and tones and lifts and builds your muscles and mind, but also the relaxation that calms them, that slows them down, that lets them go limp and begin to regenerate. Gratitude can't do much directly for the former. Now think about that. The exercise that tones your muscles, being grateful doesn't do much right, for it that. It does, doesn't work for that. Although appreciation for activity may increase it. I mean, you, you're a good example, Linda. You have particularly um, in the winter, the last two years, you've become more intensely aware of your body and about how exercise powers you in many ways. Well, it's, it's because I've had an, a knee replacement. Yeah. Yeah. And, You've and had for that 20 years, gift. I've dragged this knee around and then all of a sudden, not two and a half years later <laughs> after the surgery, I'm really able to do things and I appreciate it so much more. I'm aware of so much more. So gratitude may indeed cause you to exercise more and be more consistent 
But here's the, here's the main thing. The second thing, the relaxation part, but gratitude can motivate and enhance the latter. That's the relaxation like nothing else. Meditation or yoga of any kind of relaxation response is colored and textured by gratitude. You can't meditate or do yoga or do other forms of relaxation response, breathing exercises and so on. All those things stimulate, and I like how this says it, they color and texture. Gratitude brings color and texture to those things, especially if you alter your practice a bit. So we're talking now about altering the practice or enhancing the practice of meditation or yoga or relaxation response. Yeah. So instead of focusing on an object, focus on a blessing. Instead of thinking about your breath, think with gratitude for about air and lung. Make thank you your mantra. I love that. That really is so true. And the next time you hear about the proliferation of stress-induced illness, you can counter it with your personal preservation of gratitude-induced vitality. That's really beautiful, honey. Well, I I want everyone, I want us to think about that. The idea that meditation is great. And we have some, some of our children are incredibly good at yoga and at meditation. And we try to mirror that when we can, but you know, as, as many of you know, usually when you're trying to slow your mind down and meditate, you're focused on an object or you're trying to block out everything except this one little pinprick of awareness. But how about focusing on a blessing instead? And we, and all meditation involves breathing and thinking about the passage of air into and out of your lungs and so on. And a mantra is often there, you know, the Aum is the universal mantra, but how about thank you being the mantra? That's just a way to enhance that sort of meditation. So here's the challenge for what to do in your gratitude journal during the month of June, every single day. Again, I don't want to throw guilt out there because sometimes we miss a day, but try (laughs) every day day to enter in your gratitude journal. And here's the challenge. Okay. So this month, once each day, anytime, pause, sit still and be serene. Close your eyes, relax and loosen wrists and ankles and let it spread from there. (laughs) You love relaxing wrists and ankles. I don't know where that. I've found that the two, the the four parts of my body that I can consciously relax the most quickly and which seem to spread that relaxation through my body are my wrists and my ankles. They're, They're the two most complicated and marvelous joints you have in your body, by the way, and you might focus gratitude on them because they can twist at all angles, unlike an elbow or a knee. And, and there, there's a lot going on in those wrists and ankles. And if you focus your relaxation on them, just shake them out a little and let them really relax. That'll spread to the rest of your body. Try it out if you haven't before. So I'm doing better on my wrists, but thinking about relaxing my ankles 
Oh, that's the really same strange. thing. If you if you just wiggle them around <laughs> a little until they just sort of let that tension in that joint just kind of fade away. And okay. so here's the rest of the All challenge. Right. Then once you get relaxed, it's important to do that first, get some sort of relaxation response going. And then each day, and you can do, and you'll be able to do that in 30 seconds, that, that relaxing. Then focus your mind for three minutes on one simple visualizable blessing to do with your body. And it might be your, I mean, this sounds silly, but it might be your digestive tract that you're right now it's working it's digesting food and you're grateful for it it might be your thumb and how, how, how amazing it is that you're able to manipulate things because you have that thumb it could be any part of your body and it doesn't have to be part of your body but we're going to try to focus on the physical this month so focus your mind for three minutes. That's a long time. It is a really long time. But it allows you to really think about what's happening in your body and how appreciative you are of a particular aspect of your body. See it in your mind from all perspectives. Rotate around it. Sort of see it from different angles, the thing you're imagining. Block out every other thought. Later that day or when you're finished, write about that one thing in your gratitude journal just a little sentence or two about what you appreciated that day in your body. And again, the goal here is to draw your mind away from the things you're worried about in your body. And it could be someone else's body too. It could be one of your children. I mean, that's an interesting thing. When, when we mm. watch children, we end up thinking, look, look how supple they are. Look how young they are. Look how their skin is so perfect and smooth. Look how they're, and, you know, look how they are able to do things. So it could be yourself, it could be your child, it could be someone you love, but a physical thing that you're focused on and becoming more appreciative of. Oh, so it can be somebody else's? Yeah, health. it's just to focus on the vitality. And sometimes you don't want to focus on others too much, or you might start envying, like, you know, why are these young people so vital and I'm so decrepit, which <laughs> right. reminds me of the funniest thing the other day. I'm not going to use a name because I haven't got permission, but we were with an older couple. I mean, older, older than us. That's old. <laughs> really old. And, um, you know, the, the woman, the wife, they're, they're, they're in the turn 90. And the wife was saying I, she wished her husband's hair would go gray because it's still kind of brown and reddish. And <laughs> I said, why, why do you want his hair to go gray? She said, well, because then he'd look like an old man. Right now he looks like a decayed boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, you know, we, we need to. I'm glad we can laugh about it. <laughs> right. Because maybe other people are saying the same thing about us. Um, <laughs> so, so you get the idea. This is a kind of a specialized form of gratitude. And here's the thing. I think if you get, if we get, and you get better, begin to be, begin to be good at focusing on something positive in our body, even though we have worries, health worries or pains, aches and pains and so on, the better we get at focusing on something positive, the better we'll feel. And perhaps it'll mitigate 
something that we're worried about, but also it becomes a pattern for life in general, right? Like what went well today? What went badly today? If we're all focused on the worry, the concern, the problem, the issue, again, we have to deal with those things. We have to focus and give thought to them. But if that dominates us for the day, we're going to have a pretty miserable day. On the other hand, if we can learn in our minds to say, okay, that's an issue. I'm going to work on it. I've got a plan. Here's what I'm going to do. Now let me set it aside and let me focus on some really good things today. Is it a beautiful day? Is the sun out? Is the, right. do you have, are you going to meet with someone you love that day? Um, you know, what are the good things? You know, I, yesterday I went out with a lot of worries. I just thought I just need to get outside for a while. And I went up, uh, we're up at park city and it's just so gorgeous. You can be, feel like you're in Yellowstone park within minutes. And I walked up a trail, a really steep trail for a little while and then I, among the trees, there was a, a water, it was a little lake down there and I could hear a waterfall somewhere and the leaves were all baby green. It's just so new because they were so high up here. They're just sprouting out. And I'm telling you, I came back a different person. You did. I, I wondered what happened to you yesterday. Oh, wow. You it looked just... more beautiful when you came back and <laughs> sure, more vital. I'm sure I did. But <clears throat> it really is amazing what nature can do for your, for your body, but also your mind. Let us end with a couple of quotes that we like that go right to the heart of what we've been talking about today. This first one's by a woman named Lee Hunt. The groundwork for all happiness is health. Good Isn't one. Isn't that interesting? And, and we have more health than we sometimes give ourselves credit for. Um, a couple more that are just sort of to nail this down and kind of give us something to think about as we move forward. Gratitude is a vaccine, an antitoxin, and an antiseptic. I love that. That's really John good. Henry Jowlett. That takes care of both. That takes care of both. It really does bring us into a powerful paradigm of health. And finally, gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. I love that. My Melody Beattie. So there you go. That's ours on the road for today. Take the challenge. Write it in your gratitude journal, something you're really appreciative of about your body or the body of those you love every day. And we wish you the very best for your vitality this week and hope to see you again next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. <laughs>